Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Victoria Benyon, and the founder of the Victoria Benyon Podcast Booking Agency. And you're listening to The Best Guest, the podcast for business owners, creatives, and entrepreneurs who want to harness the power of podcasts to grow their platforms and increase their visibility. We're here to support you on your journey, bringing you actionable tips with each episode. Now, let's begin. Hello, Sabrina Victoria. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You run Human Better 365, which is a human transformation company. Mm-hmm. And I know under that you have various things and her mastermind, which I'm really pleased to be a part of. I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah. So Human Better 365 is basically just the umbrella of a few different things that I do. The main one that I love is Her Nation. So, you know, Her Nation is a very robust platform that basically seeks to spotlight women. So, you know, female women who are stepping into leadership, they're stepping into entrepreneurship, they're running businesses. So an educational platform where they can teach and learn at the same time. So it's a teacher-student kind of concept that we're going for, and it's got masterminds and networking and, you know, business growth workshops where women can highlight their own expertise in business, but then also learn. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful community and we're expanding wonderfully. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's brilliant. And I I think that you're so supportive of other women that I would definitely encourage anyone to join. Now, you've been involved in quite a number of businesses over your career. You always seem to have so much going on. Have you just always been an entrepreneur? Is it something that's just in your blood, do you think? You know what? I think it is in my blood. I think that it just didn't get the opportunity to come to bay until you know, the last decade or so, but yeah, I, my ex and I ran a company together. It was his company and I was running it with him and I, I just blossomed. I just blossomed like all of these ideas and all of these thoughts. It wasn't the most healthy working Mm -hmm. or personal relationship. I have thus, you know, since moved on. However, that really sparked it you know, that sparked it and just kind of seeing how a business runs. And then also the necessity of like having to take care of myself, right. Having to take care of my child. So, you know, the plethora of businesses that I've started or that I have run all comes back to needing to take care of myself and my son to make sure that you know, we're, we're taken care of. So I am always super curious. I'm always interested. Like nothing scares me. I'll dive into any subject when it comes to business, building community. And yeah, I've had, I've had so much fun. And I think that one of the coolest things that I really appreciate is, you know, a lot of times when we're in, when we're in life, when we take a pivot, into a new position, into a new career, out of entrepreneurship, into entrepreneurship, is this whole thought of like, I'm starting from scratch. You know, I got to start all over again. And the way that I view it is you're not starting all over again because you've learned so much, right? Like so much of what I've learned 
as I've gone through has gotten me to where I am today. And it's really helped me build the confidence. And I think that's the key, really helped me build the confidence, but it's all in your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people, some people do have several different pivots and positions, but they don't view it as that. Some people view it as a negative or oh, they can't keep a job. They don't know where they're going. They don't have a focus, right? But for me, it's, I'm building a pond. You know, I've built a solid foundation of learning and experience that I can now use to build something that's magnificent. And I think that's just amazing. I love that. I love that. I think you're dead right. It's all these skills, isn't it, that you are building when you're you're doing all these things that are transferable too. Yeah, exactly. So you've had a number of ventures that you talked about, like Airbnb and online businesses and mentoring programs. What criteria or factors do you consider before diving into a new business idea? How much time is it going to take? And how quickly can I start making money? Yeah, I like that. Very important. Pretty much everything that I've gotten into and stayed in for a while what were exactly those, you know, I, Oh, I love my time. I love to be able to have the freedom to leave whenever I want to, right. If I want to go grocery shopping at 11 in the afternoon, I want to be able to do that. If I want to be able to go to the beach on a Thursday and just take off, I want to be able to do that. And so that's a lot of it. A lot of it is just, you know, working for myself key and then you know, the flexibility and and the money coming in definitely. And the amount of investment, right? Airbnb was probably one of the largest money monetarily investments. I had to go out and buy a mattress and a dresser and, you know, furnish Mm -hmm. a bedroom, two bedrooms actually at that time. And I think I dropped like $700 on two bedrooms, but then they were rented within a week. I started making my money back. I'm very much in tune with everything that I do. I'm always thinking of the long game. So very rarely do I get into a business where I'm like quick catch fast. I'm very like meticulous and almost like calculated. So when I first opened up my Airbnb, I checked all the prices of all the Airbnbs and I priced mine like a dollar less than like the lowest one. So my rooms, like there's rooms going for, you know, hundreds of dollars a night. Mine, when I first opened was $20. And the reason I did that $20 for the night, the reason I did this is this, is I did it for $20. I booked five people. Then I, I asked, physically asked for a review versus just hoping that they give me one. Explain to them like, Hey, listen, just opened up. I have my rates really low right now. Cause I look, I need reviews and my place was magnificent. I mean, I knew I was going to get a five star. So they're like, yes, go on, I got you. I will do the thing for you. And I got five reviews on $20. Then I raised my rates to 30, did the same thing. Hey, I need you know, I'm looking for some more reviews. I just opened up. Can you please help me out? Yes, but I got you. Then I raised them to 40. Then I raised them to 50, right? Within a very short amount of time, probably within two months, I went from 20 to 50. And when you're booked out, you know, 25 to 30 days a, a month at $50, two rooms, 
Wow. That adds up. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And that feels good. You know, that's 1500 a room. That's $3,000. Was that a separate house or part no, of was, your house? Yeah, I was living there. My, my son and I were living there together and mm-hmm. I just wanted the extra income. You know, I always, I always mm-hmm. kind of like picture myself as a squirrel, you know, squirrels are always digging for money. They're like, where's the money? And that's, you know, when you're in survival mode, you know, I had just left my ex where I was very much taken care of monetarily with him. And I was scared, you know, I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to make it. I was scared that I was going to fail. I was scared that we were going to end up homeless. You know, when I left, he was like, you're going to end up living behind a dumpster in a cardboard box. You know, that's scary. And that stuck with me. I mean, look, I can still say it to this day and it's been, you know, almost a decade. So this is stuff that was was scary to me. So when I first left, I had to find means of which to create income for myself that was easy, right? So that all you do is clean room. It makes your house is immaculate and that money just starts flowing in. Then I could work on my business. Yeah. And you've got your son to take care of too. So you're not exchanging that time for money so much with the Airbnb. It's a really clever idea. Yeah. Thank you. So with your different ventures, I'm guessing you're pretty busy. Do you have any strategies or tips that you can share for managing time? Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. So one of the things that I do want to notate here, because people are always baffled is I am 17 years sober. I haven't had alcohol in 17 years and I stopped drinking caffeine when I got pregnant and my son is now 19. So I am caffeine free and alcohol free. So people are always like, where do you get all this energy from? Like, how are you so energized? And what I have done successfully is one of the things that we know is time is ongoing, right? Time just goes, you can't ever stop it. There's two things that you need to pay attention to on the timeline of life. Those two things that I have become successful at managing is my energy and my attention. So where are my energy peaks and lulls? So where does your energy peak? What time? Oh, by the evening, it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, so when would you say you have the most energy? In really the morning. Early? Morning. Okay. Like what time? Like eight, six? I can get up. Yeah. I usually get up at six and then I'm I'm awake. I've got my full energy at that point for sure. And then where are you just like over it? You're just like, I'm not living life anymore. Yeah. Well, when I'm fully over it, probably by about seven o'clock in the evening. <laughs> do you Do you have a lull in the middle of the day? Yeah, I would say in the afternoon, probably like mid-afternoon. Okay, so like at one? Two, probably two can PM. get through to two, yeah. 2 p.m. And then you kind of peak maybe for a little bit, dinner, yeah. get some floors done, and then you're done by seven. Okay, Yeah. so look at how quickly you did, you did this. People do this. People know their peak energy. Mm-hmm. But what happens, and of course you and I don't do this because you and I are brilliant. But what <laughs> people do is without thinking, is during their peak energy times when they're actually the most alert, when they have the most amount of like mental capacity to be able to function and do hard things, they decide to do things like laundry. They decide to do things like working out. 
They decide to do things like, let me call my mom. Let me organize my sock drawer. Let me organize my pens. Let me clear out my desk. And then they real all this time goes by, right? So for instance, people who are morning people, that's me too. Like I'm up, I'm ready to go. Like right away, I'm good to go. But then like noon comes around. That's when your lull starts. And then they realize all this time went by, they didn't do anything productive, like super productive for like their business, right? Or to like make money for themselves. So they're like, crap, I gotta like do stuff. I have to like, I have to work on my program now that I have, that I'm planning on making thousands of dollars off of. But then you're in your lull. Yeah. So then it's really hard. So you're sitting there, you're like tired, you're drained. You start eating chocolate or coffee, (laughs) right? And then- they're like, this is hard. But the reason it's hard is because you're trying to do it when your brain isn't functioning. Yeah. Right. So then you work real. It's like so hard to do during that time. But if you would have done it at six, I guarantee movement, movement. So what people do is they flip. So what I have learned to do is to find my, I have found my peak energy time. So my peak energy starts really early in the morning. I don't have a millionaire morning where I meditate and drink tea and journal. I get to work. As soon as I wake up, I sit down on my computer and I work because I know that that's my peak energy. If I wanted to meditate, I will meditate during my lull time, right? That's what works for me. So I work really hard. I do all my hard things. I write my hard emails. I great programs, all the stuff really early in the morning. I have a low right around three, right? So a low, make dinner, do laundry, family, blah, blah. And then I have another peak right around seven. So right around seven, I have another peak where I'm just like on, I'm ready to go. So from like seven to 1030, because I'm my fiance, but if I'm not with my fiance, because we travel a lot, I'll go sometimes until midnight, no problem. I'm good with like five or six hours of sleep, but this is what has helped me get so far in my business so long is because I make sure that my peak energy times is when my attention is on my business and my money-making productivity. And then during my lulls is when I have downtime. I watch TikTok, you know, I watch Netflix. I put my feet up. I eat pizza in the midday, right? I go into my son's room and just have ridiculous ongoing conversations about whatever for an hour. I call my mom, right? But then I've trained myself to make sure that I'm working hard when I know that my mind is capable of working hard. I like that. I'm going to look properly again at my energy peaks of flow. See if there's anything I can tweak. And the cool thing is, is if you're working like this, there's no guilt. I don't ever feel guilty when I get up off my desk and I have, and I go make food and I sit and I put some TikTok on or YouTube on, I put my feet up and I enjoy my food and I don't feel any guilt because I know that I put so like the amount of time that I spent in the morning, I know was like fluid, good amount of work. And that, that like makes me feel good versus if I'm trying to do it when I'm tired, then I feel guilty because I'm like, I barely freaking got anything done. Like I've been working for two hours. I can't even like you, that feels horrible. Yeah, definitely. You're so much less productive in that time, aren't you? It's like pulling teeth. <laughs> Absolutely. 
but you've done a few personal development programs, I believe, like Tony Robbins seminars and Landmark Forum. Have they influenced your approach to life and business? Absolutely. Yeah, the first ever personal development program that I did was the Landmark Forum, which gets a lot of mixed reviews, like super mixed reviews. I loved it. And yeah, I continued on with them for about two years. I think I took maybe four courses with them. They have a few. Then Tony Robbins. Yeah, they have definitely pivoted everything, my my entire mindset. I mean, where I am today, I would not be where I am financially or mentally if I had not worked on my personal development. I recommend everybody to take any course, right? If you don't want to drop, you know, a thousand or two for Tony Robbins, Landmark Forum was also very expensive. Take it, just take a course. You could take courses. There's courses everywhere, all different pricings, but it gets you really thinking about life differently, your story differently, your journey, your challenges. So often we're stuck, but it's because of the story that we tell ourselves, not because we're actually stuck. So when you start working on your personal development, you start looking at your story a lot differently. Yeah. I've never seen Tony Robbins live, but I've listened to some of his live recordings. Yes. I've done it twice. I've actually walked fire twice. He does the fire walk. Yeah. I've, I've seen videos. Yeah. I've done it twice. Girl, for real, the vibration of humans during that time. I don't even know how there's thousands of people that attend his seminars thousands. And somehow he gets all of us outside to walk fire in like a methodical organized. I don't even know how he does this. And we just all go out like whole stadiums will just be outside. And then somehow gets us all to do this thing. But the vibrations of humans supporting humans it like brings you to tears, just feeling the, like people are for you. You know, people want you to succeed. People want you to accomplish big things and you can hear it. You can see it and you can feel it during that firewalk. I mean, it is, it is by far one of the most incredible and impactful community like experiences I've ever, I've ever had. I mean, it's out of this world. Like, like you can't like, it's like, oh my, it's so overwhelming. Like in the most amazing way ever, not in a negative way, in the most amazing, you're just like, holy shit. You know, that sounds so powerful. It is. Yeah. Super grateful. Something else that you do is you're a public speaker. Mm. Is that something that you've done in recent years or have you always spoken? Great question, actually. Yeah. So I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. So I've been going door to door since I was five. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's helped me. Mm. I, I do believe that I was born to speak. 
I also believe that I was silenced when I was young. So I was actually very shy. Like if you you? me, yeah, if you knew me back then, like people who went to school with me, they're like, wait, who are you? (laughs) I was so shy, so quiet, so timid until probably 17. And then even still, you know, I ended up in abusive relationship, which that shows a lot too, but there's a whole story behind that also. But I used to dream of being on stage when I was little, like 12 or 13, I would just, I would just get filled with so much just emotion when I'd see stuff on TV or at church, you know, I'd be like, man, I would be, I can do, you know, I can give that speech. I could speak like that, but there's a lot of submission with females within, within most religion. So I feel like I was, you know, keeping the peace, doing the stereotypical submissive thing that kept me quiet, but I've always had that little light, like that burning something where I'd have these incredible visions of myself speaking. So what did you do that to make that a reality? How did you start the speaking career? You know, I set goals and I take action. So, you know, some people call it God. Some people call it manifesting. Some people call it like vision. But I write my stuff down always. All the things I wish I had. I don't have it here all the things that I want to do, all the things that I need to do, all of my goals, everything, anything comes to me, I write it down, mm-hmm. but I make, like, I plan things out. I, you know, when I have something that I want to, I reach out, Hey, I'm a speaker. I speak, I have a story to tell. And my speaking gigs pretty much came into fruition because of my story. You know, I started speaking my story or prevalence and, you know, people started saying, Hey, your story is incredibly strong you should, you should speak and taking them up on that. And as much as I talk about born to speak, I was super nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Super nervous. Yeah. Cause especially storytelling, you know, like opening up, you don't know what people's experiences are or how they're going to project into my story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what it started with. It started with my storytelling. It started with my story of abuse, my story of um, sobriety. And, you know, it just has kind of grown from there. And now it's all kinds of things. You know, I teach on procrastination. I teach on time management. I teach on community. You know, I host workshops on sales. So it's definitely broadened. But I think it all started with me just setting an intention of, hey, this is part of what I'm going to do and who I'm going to be. And then now that it's on my radar, it's kind of like when you buy like a new pair of shoes, you buy a new car. And then like all of a sudden everyone has that car. Yes. You and see you're it like, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You're like, bro, I didn't know there was so many out in the world, you know, it's kind of like that. So when you set the intention, then all of a sudden I'm hearing the word speaker, hearing the word like, you know, uh-huh. and, 
and you know, then it's there, it's there in front of you and you jump on the end opportunity. You have to say yes. That's the key. You have to say, you have to say yes. You can't say maybe you can't say, let me think about it. You can't, cause they'll just move to the next. You have to say yes. The universe, I believe always gets what it needs. And if you're not ready to step up for what it needs, it moves to somebody else. Oh, I've never thought of it that way. Mm. Yeah. This is why I work so hard. You know, people are like, you're going to burn out. You're working so hard. It's like, dude, I have to be ready. I have to be ready because when the universe presents me with something like the Ted talk was presented to me, I was not expecting to get on a Ted stage right now. Is it something that is written down? Yes. I had absolutely no intention of having a Ted talk presented to me at this point, maybe three or three or four years from now, maybe. How did that come about? Because somebody dropped into my DMs because of the way I'm showing up, right? I'm showing up with intention. I'm showing up on stages. I'm letting people know what I do. I'm letting you know my brand. I'm getting on the podcast. You know, I presented in over 150 platforms, podcasts, articles, panels, stages. So, you know, I don't know, Googling up, whatever, there I was, but I was ready. When it was presented to me, was I nervous? Yes. Did I believe it was happening? No, I actually thought it was a scammer. (laughs) I was actually like, I I told my fiance, I'm like, somebody reached out to me, a woman reached out to me and she asked me if I wanted to be a TED speaker, but I don't think it's real. Like, I think she might live in Nigeria. (laughs) No offense to Nigeria, but I, you know, I was dumbfounded and then realized she was real. She was for real, but I was ready. I was like ready to go. I had been on so many stages. I had already like tweaked myself. I'm, I'm capable, Yeah, you know, but if I wouldn't have worked as hard as I worked up until that point, if she would have come to me, if I would have been any less, I'm saying ready, but that's not the word that I'm looking for ready. It wouldn't have gone the way it went. It wouldn't have felt as comfortable. And I maybe have, maybe wouldn't have done it because I wouldn't have felt, you know, like, like I was right spot for it, but I felt as if I had earned it. I was like, yeah, a hundred percent. This is what hard work got me, you know? So I took it like an award. That's brilliant for, we mentioned her nation. How can people get involved with what you do on her nation if they want to my personal website is that's where all of my social media is and all of the communities that i run are and the best way is just to drop into my dm so follow me on facebook let me know that you're interested in uh, learning more about it and i can get you in i can get you involved and share with you all the things that we do That's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing so generously today, Sabrina Victoria. It's been great to talk to you again. And I'll put links to all those places people can connect with you in the show notes. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Guest podcast today. I'll talk to you again in the next episode.